Hello there. It seems you've stumbled upon the Gorporium. Come on in out of the rain and make yourself comfortable. Though, not too comfortable. We here are purveyors of all things sinister and cursed. We also pride ourselves on our extensive collection of horror movies. The good, the bad, and the gory. Uh, <laughs> sorry about the door. It does tend to disappear sometimes, tricky thing. Don't worry too much about it. It always reappears at some point. Take a seat in the meantime and uh, be careful not to touch anything. I'm Lily. And I'm Bella. And we're two gore whores who just love to drink candle wax. And we happen to have just received a shipment of new movies and are trying to decide where to put them in our shop. Why not alphabetical order, you ask? Well, that would be the sensible way to do things, but it's all a tad more complicated than that here. And we've decided the only way to do it, and to do it right, is to watch each one individually and rank them accordingly. We do happen to have literally all of the time in the world here. We just finished watching the 1986 classic, Chopping Mall. Perhaps you've heard of it. If not, never fear. You'll be here a while. We can explain in depth to pass the time. I hope you like spoilers. And discussions of violence. Ah, yeah, sorry about that. Don't mind him, he's just hungry. It's not him you have to worry about. Hey, Lily, I think we're probably scaring our guest. Oh, good. Let's begin. not to be too rude to our guest and not make them feel entirely left out of things, I suppose we could do some chit-chat. That's what people who live out there do, right? So, what have you been up to, Bella? Um, I... What did I do? <laughs> I'm hungover. That's a, that's a start. I mean, I think that's pretty much... Like, yep. I know it's a Wednesday, so it seems weird that I would have been drunk on a Tuesday night. But, alas, that is the case... Time doesn't exist in the Gorporium, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not worried. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, I actually have... I've done nothing. I've done nothing this week. All right. You've just been uh, hitting the uh, Gorporium bar. Yeah. And... We have our own... You know, like in that episode of uh, Black Books, where there's like Bernard and Fran keep going under the table to escape from Manny's parents, and there's just like a tiny bar underneath the table. Yeah. Like that's that. what we have we have that in the that's one of my favorite closet. parts of that show it's so like weirdly surreal yeah like, why <laughs> nothing else about like, that show is surreal but that doesn't is doesn't really make all that much sense anyways what have you been up to this week well i've also been drinking in the gorporium mini bar that we have in the oh we just keep missing each other i guess what does your bar look like because when i go in there it is like an art deco 1920s uh speakeasy well, I mean, weirdly, uh, I was going to say the same thing. So we're clearly going to the same ghost bar. However, I guess we're just sat at the very, very separate ends of it at the same time. Just can't see you. Yeah, Bar's might too just, long. Might not be able to see you past all the the jazz singers and the, the flappers. Yeah, I can't see you. Too much smoke <laughs> in the way. <laughs> Um, I've also been doing normal uh, human activities because I finished playing Red Dead Redemption 2 
and um, you finished it. I did. Well, I finished uh, chapter six, which is sort of the main end, because then after that, it's two epilogue chapters. Um, I will oh. not be revealing any spoilers about Red Dead Redemption on this podcast. I will, however, say that I cried like a bitch for about 45 minutes after I finished playing. Like, I mean, like, crying into my cup of tea, watering it down, sobbing. Like, had a Did total... one of your horses die? I cannot disclose that information. Um, it's tr- a tragic... Your horse died, didn't it? It's so much worse than that. Oh? Did your horse get murdered? <laughs> well, I mean, kind <laughs> Kind of. By another horse? Was it a yeah. horse horse on horse violent crime? A horse, st- a horse stabbed my horse. With its hands? Its yeah, horse hands? A, it took off its its hooves and they were gloves and underneath it had no, little that's fingies. Like that. Oh no. That reminds me of that one fucking ep- There's a couple episodes of Adventure Time that that's reminding yes. me of. But there's the, the one with the little deer man and he has little fingies. And also that one horse, like the horse that just stands on top of that hill and just like looks at them through the window. That one sends <laughs> yeah. me every single fucking time. It's little face. Um, but yeah, in honor of finishing Red Dead Redemption 2, I named my newest plant uh, after the main character. So my new What's my new the main character called? Arthur. Oh, uh, that's right. Um and oh, every time... I'm so sorry that you had such a tragic experience. <laughs> every time I look at this succulent, now I wanna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, on the other hand, have been playing Super Mario Odyssey a lot. Ooh, which is very good. Brighter. However, I do have some concerns that have been raised by this game, which is mm-hmm. what the fuck shape is Mario? What do like, you, why is he built? What do you mean? So, like, right. Okay, so there's, you get, mm-hmm. like, as with any 3D Mario game, you go through, like, different worlds. So you'd like, so like, like Super Mario Galaxy or whatever. You're like, okay, so we're in the Lake Kingdom. Now we're in the Ice Kingdom. Now we're in the fucking desert kingdom like whatever um Mm -hmm. and there's one that's called like the metro kingdom so you're like in like a bustling new york city Mm -hmm. but all of the npcs are like hyper realistic normally proportioned humans oh oh and then you're just Mario, like you're you're Mario, little like fat plumber who's like one foot tall. You know, I had the same, I had the same concern playing Animal Crossing's New Horizons because at some point you can buy an object that is a human skeleton. It is huh. in proportion to a normal normal person, like like me, long long skeleton. Yeah. So that implies that the the people villagers in Animal Crossing are either they're mutants or they're normal humans but there's just some long humans out there and <laughs> i had a dream that one of these long humans turned up on my island but oh, he was really no. scary scary and gaunt and like hyper realistic and oh my god that's so horrible and he didn't he didn't have a house on the island but he was just kind of like skulking around and occasionally he'd come into frame and scare the shit out of you and he was really scary and you couldn't make him leave and like if you you could ask isabel about it like there was a a dialogue option but then she'd just turn like her eyes would turn all like shaky and scared and she'd be like i don't know anything about that and then 
Oh my god, that's so horrible. Is that I feel like there's a creepy pasta <laughs> about that. I can't remember. No, I've just told you about this before and said that I was going to write a creepy pasta about it. Nobody steal my fucking idea. It's all I have. <laughs> That was really aggressive. <laughs> Damn. You've got to fucking patent that shit. But also, to be honest, every single creepy pasta writer gets their shit stolen, so that is absolutely totally true. Um also in for the sake of being a good uh gorporium owner, well, other than the landlord, um as the person who runs the shop alongside you, I decided to expand my knowledge of the horror genre, and I watched two documentaries this week. I watched, uh, finished watching the Cursed Films series on Shudder, mm-hmm. and I watched a four-hour-long, four hours, documentary about 80s horror called In Search of Darkness. Oh, um, that sounds interesting. They are both excellent they're both available on shutter and everybody should watch them if you're not sponsored we are not sponsored god i wish i was sponsored by fucking shutter hey um... hey shutter hey shutter can you hey 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 shutter hey can you sponsor us this shop is not lucrative we don't make any money this is essentially a fucking library i've sold a cursed knee bone in the last month and that's it we sold a monkey's paw to Homer Simpson. That's it. <laughs> That's who we are. We we sold a gremlin <laughs> to a, a an ignorant father trying to impress his son. <laughs> um. So yeah, I recommend those documentaries for uh, anyone who wants to expand their knowledge. Um, that mm. means you, person who's sitting in the corner of our shop, go fucking home and uh, watch go those. Go home, go watch some documentaries. Uh, also, tell you what I recommend, because Lily talked about it last week, uh, Possum, still incredible, still fucked yep. me up, still thinking about it, absolutely loved it. I think I probably like it a little bit more than Lily because I'm an art house bitch, mm-hmm. um, and I'm also Matthew Holness's bitch, and... <laughs> I think it is incredible. I think about the Spider-Man all the time. Not Spider-Man is in... No, that's Batman. Never mind, sorry. Um, <laughs> the Spider-Puppet-Man. What's the possum? He's called Possum. Possum? I hate him. He lives in the shop now. I've invited him over for tea. Yeah, we actually bought the possum puppet. <laughs> God, I wish. He actually, no, I don't. in real life. And um, he's he's currently in one of the back rooms in a locked room. Um, yeah, he he's not playing nice yet. We'll break him. We'll house train him. <laughs> right. Uh, let's talk about the movie. Yes. Let's let's do this. So, treasured guest, and we don't get a lot of you around here. They've been rarer recently um when we like to dive into a movie we like to start with the tagline and the poster so i'm going to read my darling sister the three main taglines for this movie and she can just give her an honest opinion about these i will react as i see fit thank you very much so let's start with the little one 
shop till you drop. Dead. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Can I get a <laughs> I agree. Um, I like yeah. that one. I think that's funny. I, I like that too. It's stupid. It plays on, you know, a known phrase and yeah, makes I it mean, fun. Simply, just simply by tacking one word on. Yeah. No, I think that's good. Shop till you drop yeah. dead is like... You know, I mean, it's not particularly like, oh my god, it's the smartest thing I've ever heard, but it's like fun and choppy enough. It's, ah, it's effective. Did you hear that pun by accident? <laughs> choppy right. enough. Give me the next one. Give me the next one. Hit me. All right. Where shopping can cost you an arm and a leg. Oh, that's the one on the poster. I do like that. <laughs> yeah, it's the one on How- the t-shirt I'm wearing. However, there's a lot... This I will say this about the poster. Well... Mm. I know what you're going to say. It has nothing you're to gonna do with the, the, mo- yeah. the, Abs- the movie. Absolutely. Well, yeah, this is the whole thing. And I want to get into this with the poster a little bit more. But the nature of the taglines and the poster imply that there's going to be some chopping. And the name, the title. There's not a whole bunch of chopping. I don't think there is any chopping. There's no. some pinching. There's some pinching. Some lobster clawing. But it's not chopping. There's some explosions um there's no chopping there's no dismemberment no uh of any sort nobody loses an arm or a leg um no so shop till you drop dead works better i think yeah for sure um okay shopping mall where they slash their prices and their customers uh Ooh. i don't oh i don't know about hmm i don't know about that one it's a little too long. Yeah, it's not catchy really, is it? No. It's a little it's a little long winded. I don't know. I feel like they could have they could have done it like they could have said chopping mall where they slash everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so rank the three. Uh where shopping costs you an arm and a leg is my least favourite. Okay. Then it goes where they slash their prices and their customers mm-hmm. is my second favourite. And then my first favorite is shop till you drop dead. Because I yeah, think that's I, I, the best one. I agree. Um, all right, let's have a look at this poster. All right, let me see him. Mm. Uh, hmm. For off the bat, the arm is making me think of the '90s point-and-click video game. I have no mouth yet. I must scream. And you can take that however you would like to. That's a good fucking game, by the way. I was just thinking, like, Terminator or something. There is some Terminator-esque. That's a better reference. Thank you. I mean, obviously, there's a book first, but it looks like the video game somehow. The arm, like, with all the, like, weird wires and stuff. I'll send you some photos, because you'll understand what I mean. Also, I like his long, pointy nail. I like his long, pointy nail, too. Why? Okay. I want to start with what I do like, which is, um... It's essentially one thing. I like the font. I also, I do really like the font. I also will say that the painting technique is pretty good. Of the bag? Yeah. Yeah, the bag looks good. I'm impressed okay, by so it. Okay, so to describe this um, to, uh, if you cannot see it, there's the chopping mall in big bloody red font at the top, and then there's a dismembered robot hand floating in the middle of the poster with a long pointy nail and this robot 
arm is holding a shopping bag and in the shopping bag there's a hole in it and there's a little like corpse face peeking out and then there's like a lady's hand with a pretty nice set of acrylics <laughs> on it poking out the top it doesn't make any sense i there's no dis again there's no dismemberment in this movie the robots don't look like that they do not have people they don't like have hands, hands at all they have little they don't even have hands at all they pinches. have like little they don't have any hands yeah they they're made out of like wheelchair parts they look like wally like evil wally they really do they look a lot like wally there's a lot of wally energy coming and from so them they don't have hands um there's no dismemberment it has the phrase where shopping costs you an arm and a leg so again it's implying chopping stuff and then it's called chopping mall it implies a very gory violent uh sort of slasher movie it isn't that so because the poster and the tagline and stuff are also misleading i don't really like them and this poster is just sort of sparse and strange i don't know i kind of like the poster like, I know it has nothing to do with the movie, but I kind of love it. Like, it makes oh, me laugh a lot. Good. I'm glad you do. <laughs> I like the bag, and I like the font. I'm a big fan of these kind of, like, um, overly sort of realistic, like, sort of pulpy painted posters from the 80s. Yeah. So it's the same with, like, oh, uh, me too. Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps has had some good posters, like the the zombie guy outside the fucking window and all this stuff. Yeah. I I love them. I would have them as posters. I, I like this one, even though I think it's stupid. Yeah. I generally really like 80s posters, but I will say, so I'm wearing a Chopping Mall t-shirt right now, and it has the big robot as it is in the movie with the two other robots oh, on the side yeah. big chopping mall letters at the top and then all the the teenagers and then the tagline down the bottom it's hand painted too oh i actually like this a lot better than the actual official poster so overall not a huge fan of most of the taglines i don't love this poster but i'm glad you do i do think it's fun i i just i i don't know i think the big the the big red bag, the big red lettering is very... Like, my eyes are enjoying it. I think the robot hand is yes. funny and also quite nice to look at. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like it. All right. It's now time for the main crux of our movie discussion and review. We are on to the synopsis. Let's go. They broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. But you're never alone in the chopping mall. So, Chopping Mall is a 1986 horror sci-fi movie directed and written by Jim Wynorski and co-written by Steve Mitchell. We start with an advert featuring a burglar who looks a lot like an extra evil Skeet Ulrich. Um, he's doing some thieving of some fancy, very 80s, hello layers of pearls, jewelry inside a mall. Said robber is confronted with an honestly pretty adorable little robot. The robber tries to shoot the robot, but it is bulletproof. He then runs away and is shot with a taser gun by this robot. The advert ends and it is by a company called Securetronics. Dr. Stan Simon is introduced to promote the Protector 101 series robots. 
The mall has purchased three of them to protect the mall at night. And this is a weird thing that I want to focus in on for a minute before I continue really breaking the synopsis down. There's a couple who are heckling this man in the audience. They're called Paul and Mary Bland, uh, named for the actors who play them, Paul and Mary. And they have big villain energy and they own a restaurant in the plaza. But what's totally weird as fuck about them is that they are never seen again and completely irrelevant to the plot. Apparently they were meant to record scenes of these two characters in which they have a side plot of them trying to sneak an elderly horse into the plaza after hours, supposedly Uh. to kill it at their restaurant. Um. And um, whilst doing so, they meet their demise via the protectors. What? What? Even better. (laughs) The director decided he couldn't afford a horse. Um, what? But they didn't cut this bit of them heckling out anyway. So there's just these hecklers with name badges on and then they never appear again. Right. No, I'll tell you for why. It is because, because, right, I was talking to Becky about this earlier today. Uh, Becky is okay. our... What does she? What? What? What would you say is her job description at the Gorporium? Um, our manager. Manager. <laughs> um, she's yeah. our manager. She's our manager. Um, she's our but, night shift manager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, she. We were talking about this movie earlier, and she said um, the reason that the two there's those two characters they have a cameo because they were in a very very famous sitcom at the time called eating raul if anyone's seen it they will know that their goal in eating raul was to get enough money to buy a country home so they could start a restaurant business uh, so, so they have a restaurant and they're obviously by this point they've got a restaurant business but also they're trying to kill a horse i guess that's not in yeah, the, no, that's not the, in eating Raul. <laughs> I think that's, no, the, that's just they, are uh, trying to commit they just decided to horse do that. They, murder on property. And that would be so messy. There's been too much discussion of horse murder this episode <sighs> already. I figured <laughs> I figured they must be famous and it's a relevant cameo, but it doesn't make any sense plot wise. Um, no, I had the same thing though. I was they, like, what they the never f- show who up the again? fuck are these hecklers? <laughs> yeah, what's their problem? Like, what are they talking about? The fact that they just say, they take one look at the robots and they just go, they look like the Three Stooges is incredible content to me. Yeah, and he calls one of them ethnic. Yeah, but they're just, they're robots. They're like all robots. They don't even look like the robots from Mr. Roboto, which are questionably (laughs) racistly designed. Also, you want to hear one of my notes from this section? It's just the words clunk, clink, and then Paul Blart, Ball Cop. (laughs) good um <laughs> we gotta we gotta That's journey good. on from here let's go yeah the protectors are not meant to be able to kill they can just shoot sleepy time darts and uh taser you there's also now very enforced doors to the mall so if the protectors detect a robber the the mall can lock down but it also locks down after 10 p.m anyway um if you have an id badge the protector will not get you now we get a mall montage, which is unnecessarily long, but this mall really sour has a very sour feeling. It had a very sour energy. <laughs> 
this guy is stealing records, there's youngsters making out, there's children alone in elevators covered in ice cream, stressed out woman at work, strange footstep sound effects, and beauty queens. That's That's the footsteps. Like, everyone's going really fast. Why are we going so fast? I thought at first they were applauding the little boy who was covered in ice cream. And Well, the thing is, I don't really know what happened because what you see is a little boy with an ice cream. A bunch of people get into the elevator really fast and then they get out and then he has ice cream all down his front. So what happened? Did, their, did the adults go into the elevator, see this little boy and then shove ice and cream down his front him? and then leave? Did they bully him? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, we finally reach uh, the diner, which or restaurant, which contains two of our main characters, Allison and Susie. Um, the latter, who is played by none other than the iconic Barbara Crampton. And they are waitressing to a particularly aggressively Italian and aggressively filthy chef. <laughs> You're he breaking is- my heart. He says. Yeah. Um, Susie has set Allison up with a guy and they're going to go party later later in the mall uh, after everybody's sort of headed out of the mall. Hey, um, note from me. In the restaurant scene, mm-hmm. you can see behind the really, really disgusting chef, um, there's a, like a board of the stuff they're offering that day. And it says, if I remember correctly, bacon crumb, raisin, oh. yogurt, avocado pear and (laughs) oh there's one more how could i forget but bacon crumb specifically was getting me and just raisin on all capitals (laughs) bacon crumb um also there's a man and he goes he goes waitress more butter me i always want more butter (laughs) okay i do i add butter to everything that i cook um so there's a lightning storm going on and it starts striking them all um, and frying up their electrics. The guy working uh, in the security booth with the protectors starts getting some issues technologically. Um, and he kind of writes that off and just starts looking at boobies, um, starts looking at them Playboy magazines. So he doesn't notice when one of the protectors stirs awake and as he's looking at boobies, robot hand shoots through the pornography and into his throat and stabs him to death. And then we get this weird overhead security announcement, and I don't know who makes it because at this point the security guy has uh, bought the farm. He's bought the but, farm. Um, he's been got. Yeah, and it says, We have a lost child in lingerie. He answers to the name of Steve. And I guess <laughs> I they mean in a lingerie store rather than the child, child Steve has decided lingerie. to dress up I was in lingerie. We have a lost child in lingerie. Answers to the name of Steve. <laughs> uh, I did notice that. I had to go back and listen to it again. It was um, making me so now laugh. we're introduced to our main men, or some of them anyway. Greg, Ferdy, and Mike. Um, they're planning to stay up partying in the mall in Ferdy's boss's furniture store, which is called Furniture King, uh, once everything's closed. Uh, they're going to get some girls in there, have some beers, and just, I guess, fuck on the uh, furniture that is for sale. Yeah, um, disgusting. Truly rancid yeah. behavior. Ferdy is 
dorky and uptight. Mike is a jock who loves to chew gum and has a very impressive chin. And Greg is kind of an enigma. He speaks like Sideshow Bob, and I really can't get a read on his uh, personality. Greg has big teeth, and I don't trust him. He looks like what Jerry Seinfeld looks like in my nightmares. Like, if someone was to be like, imagine if Jerry Seinfeld was a pasty blue-eyed teenager that's what i would immediately think of but i don't think mm. they actually look anything alike if i was to put them side by side but i don't know something in my brain is <laughs> there's something weird going on there also side note i only just found out what ferdy's name is oh well i'm happy to be of assistance in my notes he is called at least five different names because i couldn't tell what they were saying <laughs> the whole movie <laughs> it's ferdy okay um so um, we're now introduced to yet another couple of characters outside of the mall with a broken down car. They are called Rick and Linda. They look older than the others and frankly better than the others, but apparently they are friends of Susie's. Though when they turn up, nobody really seems to know them. So I'm sort of confused by that. But anyway, the car's broken down, but Linda gets under the hood and fixes the car and they drive off. I'm not really sure where they're going at that point. I guess to the mall, but it seemed like they were already at the mall. Don't understand. But I guess it's to establish that Linda is tough and handy. They are also very horny, like every other person in this movie. Speaking of, Mike goes to harass his girlfriend Leslie at her job at the clothing store. Uh, She calls him, you horny bastard. They start talking about sex and then her dad turns up and makes everything super awkward because obviously he doesn't want big chin gum chewing Mike fucking his daughter. Uh, In the meantime, Susie is working overtime to convince Allison to kick back and party at the mall with everybody and do the blind date and go meet Ferdy. Um, they have this weird inside joke about calling each other babe. I kind of like that the characters have their own inside jokes that even we do not know what they mean. I mean, I guess it gives them some sort of unknown backstory, but uh, I don't get it, but that's funny. So at this point, I have a note that says I'm getting so lost all of these male characters look exactly the same because they do. Mm-hmm. The teens are horny. And they are going to party in the mall. We've established this. A security man goes up to the security room when the first security man gets got pinched to death. Mm-hmm. Okay, so interesting point here is that I don't know how much sentience the robots have. It seems like Protector One but has a bit. clearly enough that they decided to hide the body of the first security yeah. guy. That caught me as strange too they they do oh hey also we haven't mentioned this the reason that the robots go feral in the fucking first place is because there's a bit of lightning even though it wasn't raining what a horrible piece of kit those robots are if a little strike of lightning to a mall makes them evil and murderous but yeah another security man gets killed he gets harpooned in the back by one of the robots yep okay so then we have a... Oh, I just have a little note here that I love the little um, like music motif for the robots. Oh, me too. I love their theme. Like The robot's theme is so funny. They're just like... Bruh. I can't remember how it goes now, but it was making me laugh every time it came on. I just... I wrote five do's down. 
but I, I can't remember. I can't remember how it goes. I can't remember how it goes. Fuck. I don't remember how it goes. Um, no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, so robot is going is patrolling. I'm pretty sure we see a robot patrolling the shops, um, and also you see a statue of Gumby in one of the shop fronts. Gumby. Gumby, you know, big green boy, green, Gum- green Gumby's gummy. not in this movie, is he? Gumby is in this movie. He's a main character. Oh. No, there's a statue of Gumby in the in the front of the furniture oh. store. Oh, good for him. Gumby, oh Gumby, love him. <laughs> Actually, no, he's not in the front of the furniture store. He's in front of some other store because in the shop front of the furniture store that the teenagers are now having sex in are some geese. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, That's less fun. Okay, then we get we transition to the furniture store where the teens are now hanging out, drinking drinking some beers, having some sex, and one of them says to his girlfriend, you smell like pepperoni, which is not a very nice thing to say. <laughs> That's one of my favourite bits, but then he's like, but I love pepperoni. And he does sound like Sideshow Bob. He, he does. It's really weird. That sort of like American, but also English kind of voice, and he's very, very like, proper weird. and controlled. I didn't. Um, I don't I, like him. I really don't like his energy. That guy, no. Greg. Um, okay, so Mike and his girlfriend are having some rowdy sex, as are Greg and Susie. There's Fine. even a bit of eighties um, pussy eating going on. There is a little bit of 80s pussy eating and a little bit of yeah. titty. Okay. Yeah, some, uh, Ferdy, some big old fake titties. <laughs> Ferdy and Susie's friend, Alison, who she's trying to set up with Ferdy, are watching a giant crab movie from 1959. We now yep. see a janitor. Like, we, we leave that scene. There's a janitor mopping with what looks like chocolate milk. Uh, trying to mop the Are you going to mention what I want to mention about the janitor? Or have you It's forgotten? Dick Miller. It's Dick yeah. Miller. It's return, return of Dick Miller. Twice. I've seen twice a lot five of episodes. Dick Miller recently. Dick Miller, Dick Miller. It's Miller time. Um, what the fuck is he cleaning up, honestly? Chocolate milk. He's using it chocolate milk to clean up more chocolate milk and cum. <laughs> what? I, that's not even true, but it looks like chocolate milk. I was watching with Je- my friend Jenny. It's um, disgusting. And it looks just... so nasty. I was like, what is he trying to clean up? Why is the water that colour? Why is it so thick? Why would you be trying to clean with that water? I don't get it. <laughs> also, side note about this. I had a dream the other day that I was accidentally topless in a shopping mall. And I swear to fucking God, this is exactly how it looked in my dream. The layout of the shopping mall. Interesting. You've been there And this before. was before I watched the movie, so I don't know well, how that happened. Well, the Gorporium doesn't exist in place and time, so uh, we all get weird dreams around here. Um, I have a point. Um, you know, Dick Miller is called his when he does a cameo in Night of the Night of the Creeps. He's called Walt. He's also called Walt in this. What? It's the same man. He's- well, he exists in the same universe. <laughs> the Walt Cinematic Universe. The, the Dick Miller Cinematic Universe. Every yeah. movie that Dick Miller's in, they're all in the same cinematic universe. <laughs> That's so good. I mean, he really um, went downhill from being a cop. 
like a <laughs> in Night of the Creeps to like a mall janitor in this movie. It could be the other way around. Yeah. Could be his origin story. No, wait, because Maybe. he dies. Yeah. Oh. Immediately. So he's cleaning up the chocolate milk on the floor and one of the robots comes up and is like, have a nice day. Who the fuck are you? And the janitor's <laughs> like, um, I'm a janitor. And he shows him his little security badge and the robot's like, hmm, I don't know about all that. And the janitor's like, you st- fucking stupid son of a bitch or something like that. He like, he's not very nice to the robot because the robot drives directly into his <laughs> bucket of water, which is not very fucking nice. He says he's gonna slap the robot upside the head. <laughs> it doesn't even have a fucking head, dick. <laughs> Walt. Anyways, him and the robot have a bit of a scuffle, one might say, and the robot throws its taser into the puddle of water that (laughs) Dick Miller has stood in, and it electrocutes him to death. But the thing is, he's wearing rubber-soled shoes, so I don't know how that happened. I'm not... Oh my god. To the point that he died? (laughs) It wouldn't have even done anything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that got me There's so much wrong with this movie (laughs) Oh my (laughs) Also when he's dead on the floor His head is all swollen and big And he's bleeding from the mouth and eyes Okay Now Now we go back to the teenagers, the poor janitor. Bella, we never see him again. Don't to mention, it's the first time we hear the robot's catchphrase. <gasps> yeah, oh my god, you're so right. Okay, the robots, ha- the robots have a nice catchphrase um, because they're polite little boys and every time they kill someone, they go, have a nice day. <laughs> um, one of my favourite things about the robots too is that they didn't use like a computer automated voice, which they very well could no. have done. They decided to get someone to voice act it, and it does happen to be someone relevant to the movie, but that's in my trivia, and I'm not fucking letting it go yet. Oh, I was about to say it, so... Yeah, you fucking oh, better not oh, keep oh, that shit to yourself. <laughs> um, okay, so Mike, the man who is giving his girlfriend head, one of the teenagers, who is very hench, and he's always chewing gum even though he was just giving her head, was he chewing gum at the same time? Possibly. I wouldn't put it Mm. past him. His girlfriend is like, can I have some cigarettes, please? And he's like, yeah, I think there's some camels like under the fucking like front desk in this shop or whatever. And she's like, camels, you know, I only smoke fucking some kind of like- Virgin lights. Virgin lights, thank you. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And she's like, um, he's like, what do you want me to do? Go buy some? And she's like, yeah, there's like a machine. There's a cigarette machine. Like, down the fucking hallway or whatever and give a shit. Um, uh, and Mike goes to buy some cigarettes. Do you think that she looks like Busy Phillips? Because to me, she looks exactly like Busy yes. Phillips. She, I was literally, I was thinking that whilst I was watching, I was like, she looks like Busy Phillips a lot. Yeah, I, I even agree with you. Googled her to make sure she wasn't like Busy Phillips' <laughs> mother or something. Um, so Mike goes down to the Siggy vending machine, which rocks. And uh, these fucking cigarettes. God, I'm jealous of people in the 80s. Um, These cigarettes only cost a buck and a quarter. And he acts outraged by that, that these 
the 20 pack of cigarettes cost a buck and a quarter. And now uh, a 20 pack of cigarettes is like, well, um, in England, it's like, what, 20 quid? Uh, it's not quite that much. I think depends what you're getting, I suppose. Mm. They're not a buck and a quarter, though, for fucking sure. Um, the protector rocks up asks to see his ID, which he has, because he does work at the mall, and uh, it doesn't seem to give a shit, and it's coming at him with its funny little arms raised, and he gets darted and drops to the floor, but he's not dead, but the robot approaches it with his pinchy little hands and pinches his throat to death. Pinches it open. Yeah, he cuts it open, but there's not really any blades on there. Hands. No, so I don't so really I, know. It would uh, it would hurt. Like it would it would like hurt your trachea, trachea. Yeah, but it could, like it could probably crush your windpipe, but but it wouldn't um, like slit your throat. No, but, they're know. just not me- just they're just not menacing these robots. Honestly, I feel like I could take them. I mean, look, they've already managed to kill Dick Miller via electrocution somehow. So maybe they just don't <laughs> obey like the laws of physics, which you know, you maybe whatever. So. Um, so now uh Leslie is like, "Where is he? I want my cigarettes," which is me. <laughs> and she ventures out to find him. Ferdy and Allison are still flirting, and Ferdy says the whole place is locking down in 15, but uh, Allison still wants to stay, and um, they actually finally have a little smooch on the couch. Back to Leslie. Leslie finds Mike, and his throat is ripped up, and now the protector is on her fucking ass, shooting her with laser bullets, giving her little burn marks, and she makes it all the most back to the furniture store, but stops to scream and the robot blows her head up (laughs) again how did the laser blow her head up because it was hitting her in the legs and it was just giving her little cuts it never does this ever again ever again one time that it blows anything up um, I, I don't, does that again. I don't know how it was doing that. But anyway, the others all fucking scream and alert protectors one and two to their presence. Uh, so it's fucking time to run because they bust through the glass and uh, just start shooting like crazy. No one's been hit so far and they manage to get into the back room. So they're all in there together. The doors have sealed and they now have to wait until 6am before the doors open again. They have the bright idea to get into the air ducts and crawl into the parking lot or towards it. And the three girls make it into the duct, but the guys don't go in. And I can't remember what the reason for that is. It's because they, so the girls get in and then the robots burst through the doors to the back rooms and the boys don't have time to try and climb into the vent they just like they just depart you know what's funny looking this up online everything refers to these robots as kill bots and not once are they referred to that in the movie they're referred to the uh, as the protectors and then everywhere else they're called well i think it's because the film was supposed to be named kill bots the film that makes much more sense and they released a version of it named Killbots with 15 minutes of extra footage. Yeah, but apparently, I, I too, read that. apparently audiences didn't go to it because they thought it was going to be like a Transformers kind of movie. Yeah, I kind of like the name so Shopping Mall better, it. even though it doesn't really even make, it doesn't as much make any sense. sense. But 
it just, yeah, I prefer it to kill bots for sure. Anyway, so the guys and the girls are split up. The the girls are crawling along and it's really hot, hurting their hands. And Susie, they've been in the, they've honestly been in the duct for like one moment. Like, <laughs> it's been a very short amount of time. And she snaps. She's like sobbing and she can't go on and she's just freaking out. She is It's because, to be fair, instantly. they've turned the heatings on in the in the air ducts and so it's burning yeah. their hands to crawl along it but also she snaps she's like i want to go see greg i mean i'm yeah. worried about him I, I think he's probably fucking dead and so she turns back to go for greg and the other girl's like oh fucking fine i guess we'll go with you yeah which is stupid because they like almost had a way out <laughs> gizmo is just uh making himself very comfortable on the couch oh you, you, you good he's good Gizmo is our uh, uh, goblin who lives at the corporeum. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> sleepy. And so the girls are working their way along this hot vent. Admittedly, Susie is justified in her snapping, but she has fully snapped. The men then go to the sporting goods store to find some weapons, which I initially thought would be like bats and golf clubs. Totally forgetting <laughs> that this is America. So one of them grabs a semi-automatic, one grabs a shotgun, and one has a handgun and a <laughs> bottle of propane. Um, That's so, so th- wild to me that they could just like go pick that shit up. sporting goods? Yeah. And a sporting goods just in the main room. It's not behind glass or anything. No, no, just pick that shit right up. Whew, America. But they have a decent arsenal. They attract the attention of one of the protectors and open fire on it, but as we've seen earlier, they are bulletproof. They throw the propane bottle towards it and shoot it so it blows up. And that at least affects that particular protector. The girls get out of the vent and start making homemade bombs with gasoline bottles and cloths stuck down the neck and nozzle. Uh, for some reason, fucking Linda is like Rambo. Yeah, why does she know how to make them? How does she know how to make like Molotovs? I mean, they're like, she's a tomboy, but I'm sort like, of tomboy-esque sure. and I don't know how to make Molotovs. I Hmm. intriguing yeah and her, her boyfriend's weirdly good with a semi-automatic so i i don't know yeah, who these people are enough. also weirdly at the same time we're watching the boys try and do something they're trying to get in the elevator and they just managed to force the elevator doors open i'm like how strong are you oh no you can do that i got stuck in an elevator door before and my friend just pulled the doors open oh shit fair enough i mean he was quite a big strong lad but he did actually just push the doors open Okay. So they're not as strong as you think. So (laughs) Susie uh, then sees a protector and just starts screeching. She is not good in an emergency. Uh, They light the homemade bombs and chuck them at the robot, but the robot just strolls right through the flames and starts firing lasers. It gets Susie in the leg, and she does a terrible job at crawling away. And then the robot, well. there's fire everywhere and there's a canister on fire and uh Susie goes up in flames and burns to death and uh nobody really tries to help her or put her out they're like the other two girls are hidden behind giant plant pots from the robot and they're like oh my god we should help her and then they just don't and then she's just she just just she just dies she's just on fire and then they try and open the boys meet up with them they try open firing on the 
robot once more, but of course it still doesn't work. Um, and five char- we're left with five characters now. Rick, Greg, Ferdy, Linda, and Allison. Um, okay, so they managed to trick... I'm not entirely sure how. I don't remember. You might remember more than I do. They managed to trick one of the robots <laughs> into getting into the elevator. I don't know how they- why the robot goes in the elevator. Why would it do idea. that? It just does. Um, anyway, anyways, <laughs> there's a really funny bit where they get they managed to get the ro- robot in the elevator and then you can see it inside the glass elevator do like a 10 point turn so it can turn around and face (laughs) them and it was making me lose my mind like i had to keep reversing and then turning and reversing and turning just in a circle in this tiny elevator so it could like stare them down (laughs) um it's really fucking funny idiot so like why did it go in there so not scary like it's just sad i feel sad for the robots what a pathetic little life and then i don't know exactly how or when he got up there but rick manages to get on top of the elevator shaft because it's like you know it's like one of those weird elevators it's like in the center of a room almost you can stand actually on top of the elevator box itself so yeah rick is on there i don't know why but he is um i don't know how he got there my note just says rick be careful uh rick put some gas canisters on top of the elevator box that the robot is in and then he jumps off and Allison, who apparently is the daughter of a marine, shoots a gas canister and explodes the elevator with the robot in it. So that's one robot down. Uh, Then they have some beers. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) stop for some drinks. And then... Linda says, according to my calculations, if we survive the night, we're going to be in debt to this place for 85 years. So that's good. Greg starts going dark-sided because his girlfriend just died, but he starts going real fucking weird. I don't know. He's, Wait, like, why, he's will starting... they be, why will they be there for 85 years? What's going on? Because they've like, well, they blew up a fucking elevator. Oh. That for one, when and I also probably that... had sex on some furniture. I was really tired and I thought it meant that they had to live there in the mall for 85 years. No, the doors is going (laughs) to open at 6am, Lily. Um, Right. So they come up, the kids come up with a new plan. Their new goal is to get to the main supercomputer of the mall because that's what's controlling the robots. If they can turn that off, then they will manage to... I guess the robots aren't sentient then, so why they hit that no, body is beyond me. I don't know. Um, I have a note here that just says Greg dies immediately after saying that. I don't remember how he well, dies. He, he, do you remember how he dies? <laughs> yeah, I do. I have notes on it. He starts losing his marbles over Susie's death and he's being very aggy. So when Ferdy suggests killing the main control center greg gets very excited and runs far far ahead of everybody only to be grabbed by a bot and flung over the rails to his death (laughs) 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 i forgot about that it's a really good squelch noise as he hits the ground um i just like that on my notes i just put greg dies greg dies um (laughs) And then I also said, then I also said immediately afterwards, we have Alison, then a series of three question marks, Linda and Rick left, because I still didn't know what Ferdy's name was. I then wrote down Gertie, Fergie, 
and then very happily decided that it was Freddy and called him Freddy for the rest of my notes. <laughs> you were real confident in that. You're yeah, I was like, I literally decision. wrote down Freddy in like capitals. I was like, ah, yeah, I literally have it. Right, I can see it. I'm looking at it right now. I have the word Freddy with an exclamation mark in like parentheses because I was like, yeah, I fucking found out his name. And that's not that's still not his name. Okay. Um so we have Allison, uh Fergie, Fergalicious, Linda and Rick left. Allison then says, I she they're like she's real stressed out and they're like, he uh Ferdy's like, Are you good? And she's like, I guess I'm just not used to being chased around a mall by killer robots. And I'm like, I'm sure you're fucking not, Allison. <laughs> Somehow there is then a sequence where the robot one of the robots is in a puddle of water and manages to electrocute itself in its confusion well it's not exactly that they confuse the robots using mannequins so it doesn't know how to fire oh yeah and then they then they then pull down sheets which were disguising mirrors and the lasers hit the mirrors which then bounce back and hit the robot. That's right. Why did I forget about that? A really boobish way to go. Um but then it gets yeah. Linda, right? Does it uh, does it laser yeah, her? Yeah, she just yeah, she's um, just in the firing zone. Yeah, unfortunately. And then there's a very, very good shot <laughs> of Rick crying, driving like what looks to be like a like a ride on lawnmower directly into a robot that is like being actively electrocuted. <laughs> he drives into the robot. His car that he's on starts being electrified and then he just dies and then everything yeah. explodes. Why did he drive into the robot? He's like, no, Linda. And then he just I'm not sure. drives into um, it and dies. So yeah, we're, we're only left with uh, Ferdy and Allison now. That, I, as I say, I still have a note that says Allison and Fergie. Fergie. <laughs> Alison decides that a little metal pipe will be able to defeat this robot. She's holding it in self-defense. I'm not sure it's going to be able to kill this no. laser robot, to be honest. Also, continuity error, potentially. Surely they would assume that all three are dead now. Yes. Yeah. Because there's only three protectors. They would assume Yeah, because that- the first one they don't know has gotten back up. But it has. And they don't know that. So. Yeah, yeah, because it, it gets back up. But they don't know that, so I don't know why they're still scared. I guess they don't know how many robots there are. I guess. They also decide to split up here, which is... Stupid idea. Yeah. Um, a robot comes, and I have a note here that just goes, Bweep! Because a robot makes that noise. <laughs> he goes, Bweep! They're not subtle. They're, they're not uh, sneaky. Yeah, but a robot sneaks up on... Well, no! Earlier in the movie, they do sneak up on some people silently, and then later they make a lot of noise, so... Uh. Yeah. Well, the robot very unsubtly attempts to sneak up on Alice, and we're going, weep, and then trying to hit her with its like little claws or some shit, and then... Mm-hmm. Ferdy comes to help Allison from the robot and shoots the robot in its little like laser eye, and the robot goes, laser beam, uh, f- fucking... Hurts. I don't know what he says. Um, 
Freddy manages to trip up hurts. and hits his head to the point that he's bleeding. <laughs> and Alison's like, fucking yeah. shit. Did I say Freddy just then? I did. Um, <laughs> I think so. Alison's like, fucking Ali's fucking dead. Alison then starts running to a very powerful synth tune. Then the robot starts coming after her. She decides to go into this pet shop to hide underneath something like i i don't know like a big cupboard but as she does that she accidentally unleashes some snakes and spiders or maybe the robot unleashes some snakes and spiders so she's hiding from this robot underneath a big cabinet and there's lots of tarantulas all over her and they make a very stylish shoulder pad for her (laughs) the robot leaves she gets up and at this point i'm like damn it still isn't 6 a.m yet like she's still going Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she leaves and uh, side note this this pet shop is called Little Shop of Pets, which is a very unsubtle reference, Excellent. but I liked it anyway. The robot finds her again and she has a plan and she she jumps over the railing and holds on just by her hands so the robot can't actually see her so she's dangling from this railing. And then she falls from the railing and it's there's very and she she looks down she sees like there's a tent like you know like a a gazebo and she's like that looks safe uh... enough for me to land on which i don't really think it would be yeah but anyways there's a cut out of what looks to be one of the harlem globe trotters just vibing in the front like she'll she's oh. falling and there's like there's like a big cardboard <laughs> cut out of a basketball player like in front of her as she's falling and just making me laugh. <laughs> the bitch is still fucking like running, she's like limping, and then she gets into a paint shop. So then she just starts uh pouring paint all over the fucking shop, essentially. She actually busts into the paint store through the glass window, which I loved. She tricks the bot to come inside and it gets all stuck in some paint. Its wheels can't turn properly anymore. Uh, She's got a flare in hand from earlier and uh, she lights it, tells the robot to have a nice day, throws the flare inside and the store blows up in huge (laughs) dramatic fashion. I I didn't know that paint was that explosive. I did not know that paint was even flammable. So that goes to show what I know. Um, I put a note down here when the robot is turning around like over and over again, the paint, because he can't seem to get any purchase. He just keeps like spinning about and I just put, oh, he hates it. (laughs) He does hate it. Look at him, he hates Uh. it. Get him out of there. He doesn't like the pain. Get my boy out of free my man. Sad sad little kill bots. I know. He is defeated. And uh, Ferdy's alive. Huzzah, he's holding a napkin with a bunch of blood on it. So his head's head's in bad shape. (laughs) Can I have a note that just says, Hey, Freddy. (laughs) I can't get over that. It was the fact that I was so confident (laughs) about it. (laughs) Freddy. I was like, yeah. Hey. I wish he was called Freddy. Yeah, what's Ferdy short for? Ferdinand? Fer- <gasps> you're so right. You're so. Oh my god, Lily, you're a genius. Right. You're a fucking ge- god, you're a genius. I, don't know. I could not even. I didn't even. <laughs> I couldn't even have a concept of what it could have been, but I think it's got to be Ferdinand or something like that. Fernando. Yep. Good job. They reunite and embrace. Huzzah, they done did it. Um, the end. 
that's it. God, that's a simple movie. What up? <laughs> it is. It does not have a uh, complex plot line at all. It's very uh, A to B. It's pretty... It's, um, yeah, no. So, what did you think? And no, I'm not asking you, treasured Gorporium guest in the corner. They can say out loud if they want to, but I actually have noise-cancelling headphones on. And I can't hear, I haven't been able to hear anything this whole time. The only reason I can hear you is because we have a spooky sister connection and I can hear everything you say in my head. (laughs) I thought this movie was stupid, but hilarious. Yeah, I must agree. I like it. I don't think it's a masterpiece. Um, I think God, no. there's a lot wrong with it, in fact. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that it is a memorable concept and it's just fun. Like, yeah. Like, I can't think really other than, like, what we've got Robocop. Robocop and, like, the Terminator potentially. Yeah. As, um, like, mmm, robots that kill. Yeah. I mean, there's robots that kill, because, I mean, there's iRobot, and there's a bunch of, like, very, like, serious sci-fi oh, stuff. yeah. But as far as, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a fun, kind of gory, pulpy type of movie, there's not a lot going around. Give me more killer robots, please, God. Yeah, like, I-, I want a new one. I have one. such a, th- like, obsession with robots. Like, the robots in Portal... I'm in love with all the robots in Portal. Give me more cool robots. I think they are hard to make scary. Like, they end up just being sad. Like, you feel bad for them because yeah, they're, they're, they're not, an AI. Yeah, they're not, sen- yeah, they're not sentient. Um, do you want to hear my good points? Yes. Oh, I've made some points. Yes, I do want to hear your good um, points. Okay. First point, funny robots. Yep. That's valid. That's a Robots. F- that's a good... Uh- <laughs> um... I like their little voices, mm-hmm. the have a nice day or whatever the fuck they say, yep. all that shenanigans. They just do make me laugh. They're not very fast. They don't seem to be very aggressive. They're just silly. They're just so funny to look at and they have a funny little song every time they come <laughs> onto the screen and it makes me lose my mind. They're so stupid. They're so I think stupid. Their song okay. I don't know. I still can't get it right. Never mind. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, um, okay. Second point. Fun idea made me want to stay in a mall overnight, ironically. Yeah, I agree, actually. It seems pretty awesome. I want to stay, like, in a little furniture store overnight. That looked really fucking fun. Yeah. I've always had, like, you know, like, dreams of, like, staying over in, like, an Ikea overnight oh, like hiding love in to an stay ikea in a- to sleep in overnight uh, i want to see a horror movie set in an ikea you know to like a you know horny oh, couple good, actually. who are shopping for their first home uh, you know they're fucking in an ikea bed and then you know they're like running around and hiding and they decide to stay the night there and, then and they bring like a, a little giant like, jungle scorg comes to kill them <laughs> yes Yes. Is that how you say his name? Jungle scored. I don't know. Probably not. Dungle Jungle. The big bear. The big bear. Um yeah, big, or like big chubby bear. They find out that the IKEA employees are like deranged clones or something. You know, they they go into like one of the oh. storage rooms and they're all just like blank face, like stare like oh they could be robots. Oh hell 
Oh yeah. Uh, Chopping wall IKEA crossover. That would be yeah. good. Um Okay, my third <laughs> Green point light is, me, please. Green light me, that sounds so fucking good. Um <laughs> the third point is it was simple uncomplicated and it didn't like reach too high like it wasn't trying to do more than it could you know what i mean yeah i yeah they were, it yeah. wasn't trying to make some kind of like i don't know big metaphor about like consumerism <laughs> and all the like the wastefulness of like shopping yeah. and all i don't know they weren't trying to do hey, anything like hey that Bella. um which don't get me wrong could be interesting oh if yeah done they could right. do a consumerism yeah. capitalism thing i just thought of a a title for my <laughs> my IKEA um robot killer uh movie. Go. I killer. <laughs> I think that's bad, but I also am really proud of it. It's not inventive or good. <laughs> I killer. But then because it's got oh the eye God. at the beginning. It's really because bad. Because it's got the I eye at the like beginning, it. then it's also it's like robot. I robot. Yeah, I robot and then it's also IKEA and it's I I killer. I think that's good. Um sure. No, I love it. I think it should get green <laughs> lit, really. Continue. Continue your excellent. Can point. I do that for my short yes. film this year? <laughs> um Okay, simple, uncomplicated, and reach too high. Fourth point, good head explode. Mm. Very good head explode. Yes. Pretty good one as far yeah. as they go. I also loved the paint, like hand painted frame by frame um, effect. So all yes. of the lasers yeah. I'm pretty sure were painted on afterwards like lightsabers were. Um, same with all of the electrocution yep. effects, which was really funny. Like the electricity, like lightning bits were all hand painted and that was good to me yeah like it looked stupid but i i no, thought it was I, fun I, I, to fun. look at another good point um after credits have a nice day did you get that did you watch the after credits yeah there's a there's a fourth kill bot yeah and he goes have a nice day <laughs> and i loved it i was like yeah after credits robot yeah fucking hell yes that's all i want <laughs> more robots um, more robots, more robots. Uh, that's pretty much it for my good points. Okay. Um, I agree. It was a unique concept. It's over the top and pretty camp. It is fun, pulpy, good to watch with friends. Um, I think that the characters were okay. They're pretty cliche, but the women were fairly strong. Um, these this characters also goes into my bad points, though. So, like... A mixed yeah, I was feelings. About to say that. Um, I had a really fun score, I thought, and I just think set in an eighties mall, like a plaza of an eighties mall, or the mall is called a plaza, is just so like deliciously eighties. I tell you what, it reminded me of. Have you ever watched that series on YouTube called um, Dan Bell's Dead Mall series? No, where he just goes and like looks at all of these old dead malls oh. it's so interesting i do love like, an abandoned so some of them mall. are dead as in like they yeah so some of them are like old as fuck yeah, like they yeah. Have, no one's been in there like all the glass is smashed like there's plants growing everywhere and some are dead malls where it's just kind of like there's one shop left in it yeah but the whole those, place is essentially those are empty. the best ones yeah i think that's really cool um i also said that the killer was like a good level of invincible. That's true, actually. But invincible for like good reason. Yeah. Because it's like, although I love when a slasher is invincible, I am always I always laugh about it because I'm like, why? 
why is he invincible? I, For what reason? I use slashes as an example, just being like, these fuckers are always just getting back up after taking like buckshot to the face and all sorts. And um, yeah, I'm like, how is like Jason Voorhees just like keep fucking drowning? He's just always getting back up. Whereas like the robots, I don't know, just they were just stop. tough big hunks of metal, really, and you had to blow them up with gas and fire and that works. Yeah, like that makes sense. It's a big fucking bulletproof robot. Yeah. Built for security reasons. Like it would make it makes sense that they're pretty much invincible unless you blow them up. Yeah. With gas canisters. So um what was bad? What didn't you like? Because that was my last good point. For me, I said that the characters were pretty dull or at worst, like actively unlikable. Yeah. I said too many ultimately entirely pointless characters. We could have done without several of them. And uh, oh, yeah. So many of them die, but there was no real development or purpose to them uh, to warrant having so many and like the only ones who are sort of like the cliche characters are really like mike and leslie and then i guess the two who survive because they're the virgin nerds and then mike was a jock and leslie was a slut yeah i say slut in brackets but you know you know the the archetype and yeah yeah, i mean those are that's that's what the trope is yeah yeah. and they die early and then just leave this sort of mishmash of like randos (laughs) yeah like, who the fuck is Greg? Like, what is his deal? What's Susan's, Gre- like, deal? I genuinely didn't get attached to any of the characters, except maybe I quite liked Ferdy. Allison's quite sweet. I He was the only one I vaguely liked, but, like, I didn't... I, he was, like, only because he was, like, kind of sweet, but, like, you don't know anything about him. You get no character development. No. None of them really say anything funny or interesting no, no to one give has, you like, an implication one-liners. that they're, like, nice people. No. Yeah. The best, like, piece of dialogue that made me, like, laugh was when Greg says that she smells like pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's a weird thing to say. That's just, like, ransom. That's just because it was weird. That's why I thought it was funny. So, yeah, Yeah. the the characters are overtly dull. They're just, they're really, like, nothing. God, you can't, I can't even fucking think about how good this movie would have been if, for example, the the main characters were, like, JC from fucking Night of the Creeps. I know. I was just about to say, God, imagine the power this movie would have if it had writing like Night of the Creeps did for its characters. Just yeah. constant yeah. fucking I would lose my mind. Like, this would be my favorite movie. Just, just reeling out them, yeah. them one-liners. Just hilarious, funny yeah. dialogue and just chemistry. None of these people seem to... I was like, we never even get told like no, they how like Rick and other. Linda know the rest because they seem much older and like out of place with the others you know they, yeah no one has no, like I a agree with you rapport with each other at they all. just weren't that interesting um i also said that the movie somehow felt too short and too long at the same yeah, time well that is one of my main problems is as a real editing problem it doesn't Ah. it's not really paced well or edited particularly well it's sort of chaotic yeah the pacing is very odd yeah it's not it's not polished in that regard it's just sort of uh no it's a little all over the place and 
it just the way we hop between scenes and characters and stuff, even though the plot is very simplistic, it sometimes feels convoluted at the same time. And I get what you mean by being too long and too short. Yeah. I also found that the deaths were quite frustrating. A lot felt preventable rather than inevitable, which makes it not very scary. <laughs> that's my next point too, which is I said deaths often made no sense, yeah. but that's just funny. <laughs> like they, none of them made any sense. No. Like, hilariously ridiculous didn't make any fucking sense at all i yeah i got which is technically negative point but it did make me laugh a lot yeah i also kind of just feel like these people could have just hidden in a cupboard somewhere until 6 a.m and the robots probably wouldn't have found them they only seemed to find them when they were like running around like chickens with their heads cut off yeah they only the robots only seemed to find them when they were stood directly in front yeah. of the robots so just go into a store so maybe stop standing in front of the robots and go you know out into a back room or hide under a bed or something i don't know they don't seem to have heat detection or very good motion detection or anything so just hide somewhere and stay fucking quiet which they all seem to have a real problem with staying quiet they're just not very uh, covert um i wish it was gorier yeah i agree with you i could have done with more nasty brutal kills most of the deaths are just being zapped by lasers or electrocuted and it's called chopping mall i want to see some yeah fucking chopping i want to see some dismemberment yeah i want to see some arms cut off i want to see some eyes plucked out give me some of that i also some of the stuff in this movie i'm not sure it works like that i don't know if paint and flares and uh, those homemade bombs work like that i could be wrong i'm i could be wrong too i also don't think that standing in a puddle of chocolate milk with rubber soled shoes yeah. on will allow you to get electrocuted that one. i just don't think that's how <laughs> that, that one functions. is uh, particularly rough the others are kind of like poor walt i will suspend my disbelief and um because <laughs> Uh, anyone who has listened to us talk about movies before will know that I like to say suspend your belief um, I have recently learned that it's suspend your disbelief that is what um, living in the corporeum full time will do to your brain I'm going to mush um, yeah I'm not sure if some of this works like that that's my fault to be fair but in uh, lots of horror movies there's a lot of things where it's like it probably doesn't work like that but it's fun anyway so I'll uh, I'll allow it but the the chocolate milk rubber boots electrocution is uh, intriguing yeah. to say the least. My my last bad point was I just did not get the point of the weird conference at the beginning of the movie with the people in the crowd, like the heckling and all that. Like I get that it was because they were like you know doing a little feature, like a little cameo. I just didn't I didn't get it. Like if you give me a weird racist old man in the first act give take bring me bring him back in the third <laughs> act to get killed by the robot yeah and i want to see him try and get a horse into the shopping mall i want them to try and bring a horse inside the shopping mall and then please try god to that execute a horse this movie would mall, have but then the robot saves the oh horse by zapping them to death that would be um, excellent yeah i guess so that would be Oh god, that would be so good. I just good. love that the director, he, it was his idea and then he was suddenly like, we can't afford a horse so we won't do that. <laughs> so we won't get the horse anymore. The ho- horse is out. <sighs> well, um, what's your favourite kill? I already know, but what's your favourite kill? 
Dick Miller getting electrocuted. Oh, is it really? It is. It's so funny. <laughs> it's when he's like, you son of a bitch, and he tries to shoot the robot in the head with a little pistol, <laughs> and then the robot just fucking, like, gets him. I love... Just, like, throws out a little taser. I love that he tries to slap the robot upside... Well, he offers to it's slap so the funny. robot... It's so funny. ...upside the head. Um, but my favourite death is... Uh, ooh, upside your head. So, ooh, <laughs> upside your head. Sorry. What's yours? It's Leslie's exploding head. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. That's reasonable. Um, it's so shocking. Yeah. I mean, it's a good because one. I just did not expect. It really did take me by surprise. <laughs> head to explode like it's that. Head to explode. No, I didn't. I wasn't anticipating that. I have to be honest. Do you have a favorite quote at all? Um. Oh. Okay. So I did. I wrote some down whilst I was watching the movie. So I'm gonna have a look now. But um, one of the good ones is. We have a lost child in lingerie answering to the name of Steve because that's hilarious. I don't even know if that. I don't even know if it was supposed to be funny on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't even know. I can't tell. I don't like. I don't know whether it was supposed to be funny or not. But like, it is hilarious. Also, the phrase "fuck the future, it's Friday." Yeah, I can't remember why they say that. It's because um the Italian chef saying you're the break in my heart. Thirty's trying to do his work still and he's trying to organize like paint samples at the furniture fabric samples at the furniture oh, shop I see. and greg says oh yeah. fuck the fuchsia it's friday <laughs> i like that to yeah be which is quite good also the phrase that i said earlier i guess i'm just not used to being chased around and more by mm. killer robots was making me laugh because yeah no fucking shit um i like the quote computer huh Let's go trash the fucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also like when um, when Susie says to Allison, "Hey, would I set you up with a slime dog or something?" No way, babe. And the no way, babe things to be seems to be their inside joke. But I like the phrase "slime dog" in re- reference to a uh, man. Slime dog. Slime dog. All right. Um, also, what's that? Robot blood. Oh yeah, robot blood. It's just oil. It doesn't have. Did it didn't ha- like? Yeah, that's oil. <laughs> it's just oil. It's just oil. It's, robots don't have blood. That's just oil. I think we should do right, some trivia. That's it. That's all my quotes. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, dear guest. And now we shall move on to the trivia section of the movie so stupid shit about the movie that we think is funny we're gonna in um we're gonna enthrall you with some facts i don't think they will enthrall you but they might make you go hmm and that's all i can ask for interesting yeah um after rick is killed by one of the killbots after he drives into it on the little like ride on floor cleaner like i don't know what he's driving exactly Uh but when he electrocutes himself to try and kill the robot there's a shot of him lying on the ground with a gun in hand next to the malfunctioning killbot however apparently it's really really obviously just a mannequin with a gun placed on top of its hand Aww. I love the use of mannequins. Which I didn't Where would notice, we be without them? Which really made me laugh. <laughs> Just the gun placed on top mm-hmm. of its hand. 
<laughs> Another piece of trivia for you. The director of the movie, Jim Wynorski, voiced the three protector robots. Indeed he did. Good on him. Good on him. Him go, hey, have a nice day. <laughs> um, which I think is just very, very funny to me. Um, also, um, there was a remake that was supposed to be produced um, in 2012. However, the new story was going to revolve around supernatural elements instead of robots. Oh. <laughs> which, that's why it got cancelled, because too many fans were like, fuck off, are you getting rid of the killbots? No way. We gotta yeah. keep the robots in there. Like, I don't know what they would do. Obviously. Like, what would Obviously be the... keep the robots. Like, a, like, you can do another movie and have it set in a shopping mall. That's totally fine. But just, mm-hmm. why why try and make it a remake of Chopping Mall when you could just do a different movie and set it in a shopping mall? Like, that's totally fine. I, you could have yeah. just done that. I have no idea. But, you know, uh, there, there's my trivia. Pretty boring, really. So you give me, give me yours. Okay. Um, so uh, there's a goof that I quite like. Um, throughout the entire movie, this kind of this fact kind of creeps me out. It gives me a, a haunting of Hill House vibes for some reason. But anyway, throughout the entire movie, people can be seen walking around in the background on different floors of the mall, even though it's obviously meant to be closed. Oh. That's kind of horrible. Yeah, isn't that creepy? I don't know why that's creepy. Hmm. I don't know. That, ugh. Yeah, that's kind of wrong <laughs> yeah, to me. I don't so, like that. I don't like that either. I didn't really notice it. I did kind of notice it on the second watch, but I still, you know, it's not that obvious, but it's it's a weird one. Um, uh, one of my favorites is that uh, the director, with most of the stunts that he would Uh, ask for he would try himself first such as being flung over the balcony (laughs) or being covered in um snakes and spiders in fact originally there were supposed to be scorpions on there too but when they went to put the snakes and spiders on him and then they went to go put scorpions on him he drew the line at scorpions and because he drew the line at scorpions he did not put them on the actress either you know what I actually respect that. Like, that's, yeah, that's quite a good way of most directors are filmmaking horribly abusive to oh, their yeah. actors. So that's quite oh, yeah. nice. Um, I think the director's yeah, also. I mean, that's quite an interesting way of doing it. I think the director director is also a bit of a dirty birdie because um, uh, the sexual nature of the movie originally made the original actresses who were hired drop out. And then they he then, uh, in his own words, hired actresses who were up for anything. <laughs> And the <laughs> the main character, Alison Parks, was named after the Playboy playmate, Alison Parks. Oh, I did read that actually, which is hmm strange. But there is there is some booby action in this. Yeah, movie. but there is. Um, Roger Corman produced this, and he's produced so many movies. But there's a couple references to his other films, such as Little Shop of Horrors and Attack of the Crab Monsters. And the wall of the restaurant at the start is entirely decorated with posters of other films released by him. Oh, which is nice. Sure. There's a lot of little cameo referencey stuff in this. And then I have uh, one more thing which is mike says to the robot when it asks him for his id card klatu barada nikdo 
which is taken from the day the earth stood still and it was the words needed to deactivate the, deactivate the giant robot Gort in that movie. Gort. <laughs> Gort. Gort. That's good, though. That's yeah. a nice little reference. I think so. I think it's Gort. I like when horror movies reference other horror movies and stuff. I think that Me that's too. cool. It's such a nice little community nice thing. That's why we started this yeah. store. Yeah, so we can meet other horror fans. Even if we are cursed and doomed to live in it forever. forever. Yep. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's decide rating. where we're putting this movie, I guess. Yeah. Where are we going to put it in the shop? All right, so... um. How good is it out of 10? <laughs> okay, I kind of went back and forth on this. Um, I'm actually going to give it lower than I initially yep. even said. I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. Mm. I don't think it's a very good... <laughs> like As no. far as like, critically, no. it's not a very good movie. Like That's a 4 out of 10 for me, I think. I was teetering between four and five and it ended up going for five so it gets a five out of ten from me okay so but how much did you actually like enjoy it like ignoring like how actually like good or bad the writing and acting and everything was how much did you actually like have fun watching it Mm, i said six Oh, okay. Interesting. I gave it an eight out of ten. Oh, okay. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. It is funny. You are correct. I just think it's silly. It was funny and I did enjoy it, but I also found it quite boring in parts and sort of... Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, Mm. I'm kind of thinking about it because I'm trying to compare it to the other 80s sort of horror comedy movies that we've watched because reanimator and yeah um night of the creeps both come under that horror comedy kind of subgenre um yeah along with this movie and i'm thinking about how much i enjoyed this versus the other two and i probably enjoyed this considerably less yeah well that's the thing is like i think with a horror movie i have to either really love the characters Mm. or the story and the kills has to be or something has to be good yeah something but this one i feel like it was quite mediocre on all fronts except that it's fun and the concept is cool so yeah and i like the robots yeah to me it couldn't get any higher than a five out of ten and I didn't enjoy it any more than a six out of ten, I think. But I would I would okay. still watch it with friends. Alright. So I'm giving it so I gave it a four out of ten on how good is it and how much did I actually enjoy it. I think I'm gonna take it down to a seven. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, alright. What about how scary is it? And for our fear factor rating, um, we each week tell each other something that has been scaring us. So and we rate it out of five of those things what's been scaring you what's been keeping you up at night the ending of red dead redemption <laughs> oh no i mean no it's not, it's not scary so much as it has emotionally um troubled me uh to the point yeah. i've been reading um fix it fan fiction you know the kind of fan fiction that no. it's not it's not it's not shipping anybody it's so sad it just gives you an alternate oh, like Lily. canon compliant ending 
<laughs> I've been so reading sad. it every night since I'm I finished so that sorry. game. So um, oh. I guess I guess in the end, I'm I'm scared of the emotions I feel over video games. Well, specifically just this video game. I've never had this happen to me before. That's more than valid, actually. Um, Okay, so out of five sad Red Dead Redemptions, how scary was this? One. Yeah. I give this a strong one on the fear factor, because the fear factor doesn't encompass zeros. So one is the lowest it can get, and a one it deserves. It is not a scary movie, at all ever no nope. even people even if someone Not told even me one bit of it was scary if somebody told me they watched this in cinemas in 1986 and they were scared of it i would make fun of them i wouldn't make fun of them yeah. for finding friday the 13th scary but finding this scary you are truly Stupid. chicken shit yeah, oh yeah it's not scary oh yeah unless you have a very so... specific phobia of robots or like daleks which you know fair enough but i'm more yeah. scared of the daleks because they have sentience mm, I'm more and scared they're of also Cyberman. nasty and stinky <laughs> i hate them hate them um so what is your overall score out of 25 wait i didn't say i didn't say how scary it was <gasps> oh sorry i didn't get to how say scary, my scary thing what's your scary um, thing I can't believe you forgot. Um, it's I right. What has been scaring mm-hmm. me this week is waiting for doctor's appointments. Um, I don't know why. I just because I've been trying to get my medication renewed um, because I keep seeing things out the corner of my eye in the gorporium, and I feel like I need some l- laudanum to stop <laughs> that. I'm trying to get to my laudanum prescription and refilled. You know how much that has triggered me for my Red Dead Redemption thing? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to. Oh my god. I didn't mean to. I was thinking of amnesia. You always take Uh, laudanum and amnesia. It's also was used to treat pain for people who have tuberculosis. Oh, I Lily, believe. oh no. Bit of consumption. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh dear. Consumption um, has played a great deal in my career. Oh god. Oh god. I'm it's so very sorry. much like character starts coughing into a handkerchief no, early on. And it's a little bit of blood and they hide it from other characters. And you're like, Oh, no. That's one of the most ridiculous tropes because you immediately know what's going to happen. Like it's oh, all, I've, dear. although I have I one will scene say, something. I actually, can't remember what it was. Mm, sorry, sorry, you go. Um, I will say what I have watched something. I don't remember what it was where someone coughed up blood into a handkerchief and then they were just fine and it never got brought up again. And that really like sent oh. that like made me laugh I, so much. I, I so I was like, oh, what oh, was that? Yeah, no, I, I remember. Me and you watched something about that, and we both said that to each other. Like, uh-oh. we were like, "Hey, wait, this person's gonna." Shouldn't she have died? Shouldn't she have consumption? They were, f- they were fine. Shouldn't she have the illness? And then they yeah. just didn't. It like just, it just wasn't a problem. Anyways, you you go. I was just saying that Red Dead Redemption Act Two actually has four different endings. So uh, oh, there's actually a variety. I got the ultimate good ending, and it still made me cry for forty five minutes. Oh so, dear. Uh, well, thank beware. fucking god you didn't get the other ones. Um, oh yeah, no, I would have yeah. uh, been beside myself. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> what they are like on YouTube, and I am not happy about not happy it. about it no anyway so um, what do you give it out of doctors what one. do you give this 
A one. It's this not a scary movie. It's a funny movie. It's got some funny robots. It's not scary. Yeah, it's not scary. What is your overall score out of 25? Um, okay, so it's a four plus a set. This is going to be some maths for me. A four mm-hmm. plus a seven. Are you writing this down? I can memorize it. No, I thought I heard you. I thought you heard you like scratching on like a piece no, of paper. I... That's the landlord. Oh, fucking hell. He's scratching again. We need to get. We need to cut his toenails, Lily. I keep telling you. I know, but he's so difficult. And he wails when he's I so, do he's it. He's so fucking hard to catch. He's so hard to catch. I'm really tired of it, he's honestly. He's always um, slimy and oiled up and in his underwear. But also dry at the same time. And he's so long and thin. He's like trying to catch a gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's a four plus seven. So that is 11 plus one is a 12. I also gave it a 12. Which oh, means yeah. overall, it's a 24. So, um, let me explain how this all works. The Gorporium is a delicate ecosystem. At the very bottom of that ecosystem is what you've heard thumping around in the basement. The customer and us, the owners of the shop, rank somewhere in the middle. And at the top of the chain is the man who owns the place, the landlord. He lives in the storeroom with nothing but a mattress, a small television, and a VCR. He loves horror movies more than anything. But if I don't give him something perfect, he cries for days. And believe me, you don't want to see him cry. Scares off all the customers, and we don't get many of those as it is. So the worst movies go down in the dumbwaiter, the mediocre go to the shelves, and the good get displayed in the window. And the best of the best are slipped through the gap under the door where the landlord lives. It really depends on what our overall scores are. 0 to 20, it's going down. 21 to 30, gets put on the dusty shelf, as we said. 31 to 40 is put on proud display in the front window to beckon customers inside and a 41 to 50 we give to the landlord to watch he accepts these movies as rent which allows us to keep our shop going so we'll take what we can get this one got a 24 so on the dusty shelf it goes yeah i'm gonna blow off i'll blow off a little space there you go put it back on there oh that was that really was dusty it's a bunch of daddy long legs running up oh no the beast downstairs doesn't sound very happy he's sounds very hungry we'll have to watch something shit soon for him to i think so is he not is he not still content with our last week's movie (laughs) he's still working his way through it god um, he's chomping. He's chomping away. All right, so this one just goes back on the shelves. That's fine. If someone wants to pick it up, then they can. I think it looks good there. Oh, look, just in time, the door's back. I wonder where it leads to this time. Are you leaving so soon? You were right to your feet, but you'll be back. They always come back. And we'll always be here, creeping around the Gorporium. See you soon.